Yo, what is up, everyone? It's Will Witt, best hair in the game. Will Witt, best Hawaiian shirts in the game. What's going on, everyone? We are here today with Will Witt Live. This is episode two. We're very excited to be here. After last week, we had some some definite debacles. So we've gone through and uh, resolved these debacles. So we won't be having any more of those. And I know a lot of you guys were probably worried about what happened last podcast where at the end of the podcast the security guard at PragerU came and he basically pulled me out of here because there were protesters outside of the building and they were supposedly violent and you know it was going to be a tough time but luckily as you can tell by looking at me I'm very intimidating and they saw me and they immediately all ran away some of them exploded uh, it, was, it was it was a great time so uh, actually no none of them we didn't even see any there so it was it was very it was very it was fine. So we could have kept going for another hour, but we stopped early and anyway that's what happened. So but anyway, we've worked out a ton of the issues and, and I'm really excited to be here. I want to go over my favorite comment on the last podcast, which was episode one. They said, I have a podcast name idea. Will you talk with me? And if you guys know my last name is Wit. W-I-T-T. It is from Katrina Rotanen on YouTube. I thought it was very funny. So thank you, Katrina. I want to take, before we get into some of the stuff we're going to be doing today, because we got a packed episode for you guys, we got a really good one today, I wanted to talk about uh, my new video. I had a video come out today where I interviewed a guy who is the principal of a Catholic school here in Los Angeles, and he's talking about how the coronavirus affects education, how it affects his school, how it affects private schools in general, what's going to happen in the fall in terms of the curriculum after these riots. So it's it's really interesting, really, really good. I definitely recommend that you check that out. It's on PragerU.com, it's on our YouTube channel, it's on Facebook. Go watch it somewhere, but not until you've watched this entire podcast twice and shared it with everyone you know, and you've gone on social media and you have followed me on all platforms at the Will Wit. You guys can see at the top of the stream right now, there's the little tags up here. So that is for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever. You guys can follow me on all those different things. Uh, we're, we're blowing up over here at PragerU and we want more people to see our videos change more minds uh, and just and just get more eyes on it you know because that's the only way that we can actually make America a better place is if more people see what we're doing I, I truly believe it's why I work for PragerU that we are changing America for the better and if you guys are watching this I hope that you agree too anyway okay let's get into today let's get into today today we're talking about all the stuff going on in the world, which here in America is pretty much only one thing that you see on the news right now, and that is these riots that we have in America right now. Uh, these things are absolutely insane. People are rioting and looting. A lot of it, the, the rioting and looting has, has gone down in, in most of the country, not everywhere, but there's still peaceful protests all over. And I wanted to go through this video with you guys, which is... John Oliver. Okay, you guys know John Oliver, the guy, he has the late night show. Oh, and also Taylor's here again. So you guys remember Taylor from last time? What's up, guys? Yeah, if you can hear Taylor. We only have one microphone because we're, we're poor here uh, at PragerU. So please, PragerU.com slash donate if you want to help get Taylor a microphone so you can, you can hear him. He has a beautiful, soothing voice. You, don't, you really don't want to miss out on that. Okay, but I wanted to go over this John Oliver video where he talks about defunding the police and, and, and why we should defund the police. So I'm going to pull that up uh, for you guys because I know a lot of people are going to be watching this right now, but not, not everyone. Uh, a lot of people are going to be listening to this afterwards. If you can't listen to this or watch this whole thing right now, you can always find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, I believe Google Play too, right? Probably. All right, Taylor, wow, you're so helpful. Thank you. He doesn't actually know. I don't know either. I should know too, but we'll figure it out. And uh, But I know Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can watch this or listen to this later on if you can't do it now. Um, anyway, so anyway, but the audio will still come through, but I'm going to play this video for all the people who are watching now. Look how angry John Oliver looks. Can you see him? Yeah, I think he's still, he doesn't have the show in person, so it's still like the social distancing quarantine show. But let's let's go through some of this. Defunding the police absolutely does not mean that we eliminate all cops and just succumb to the purge. Okay, first point here. John Oliver says, and that audio came through okay? That was good? Okay, so the first point that he makes is that that defunding the police does not mean taking all the police out. But it, it doesn't really 
the thing he's saying is actually a lie, okay? I don't know. I want to get into this a little bit later, but talking about Seattle right now. Have you guys seen what has happened in Seattle right now where we have had these rioters, these Antifa people take over the Capitol? There's a six-block radius in Seattle where where it's a no-cop zone. We'll get into that, but I just want to prove that, you know, he says this first point. It's not about getting rid of all police, but the people who, who he's trying to, you know, agree with are actually totally going against everything that he's actually saying. So... Let's keep going. Instead, it's about moving away from a narrow conception of public safety that relies on policing and punishment and investing in a community's actual safety net. Things like it sounds like street justice. It sounds like like communities being responsible for themselves and not having the the police there to help them, which, of course, you know, in a utopian sense, it sounds wonderful. If everyone can just handle themselves, be responsible for the things they do, and people are held accountable for what they do, you don't need police. If only the world were, were so nice and, and beautiful, we could do that. Stable housing, mental health services, and community organizations. The concept is that the role of the police can then significantly shrink because they are not responding to the homeless or to mental health calls or arresting children in schools or really any other situation where the best solution is not someone showing up with a gun. That is the idea behind defund the police if you actually listen to it. Okay, so there's a lot to break down there. There's a lot to break down there. This, I think his video was longer than this, but I just took this this one clip that I found on Twitter from it. Okay, so first of all, he talks about taking the money away from the police, defunding the police, and then putting that into things that are community programs like mental health and education and things like that. Again, we would love it if something like that would work, okay? But we've seen all across the country that you have schools. I mean, you have school districts in California where they spend more money than school districts all over the country and their students do do worse, their students still do worse, okay? You can't just throw money at a problem and think that it's going to fix anything. It's not going to fix anything to just throw money at mental health and have bureaucrats run it. It's not going to help to throw money at, at, at schools and have bureaucrats, bureaucrats run it. Okay, you have to have actual practical solutions because we see, I mean, California just in general, I, I bring up California a lot because I live here. I mean, they spent $1.03 billion in a year on welfare spending, $1.03 billion. If you guys have seen Fleeing California, maybe Taylor, you want to drop that in the comments too so that people can watch that. But I mean, California spends drastically more money on, on uh, poverty measures than any other state. But then they have the highest <laughs> they have the highest rate of people who are in poverty. One of five one in five people in California live below the poverty line. So this John Oliver and these other leftists are talking about uh, take the money away from the police and put it in these other things, which are basically is basically just government handouts to different programs and sex. But uh, sex uh, S.E.C.T.S. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I, anyway, OK, so sex of the different government programs. But it is. Um, it doesn't actually help, okay? When you throw money at a problem, you actually make things worse. You make things worse instead of having a more market approach to actually fixing these fixing these solutions. We'll get into this a little bit later probably, but uh, I mean, one of the biggest problems in the black community is not uh, police violence, is not uh, police uh, brutality. It is the lack of education. If you were to have a more free market approach to... Uh, education, like you have school vouchers, you have school choice in these communities, you, I would guarantee you'd see a much better, uh, you'd have a much better education system for these young black kids in America than you're seeing now, you know, and that's, but that's something that the left doesn't want to talk about. If they really, if they really thought black lives matter, they would address something like school choice. They talk about these countries, leftists always like to talk about these countries like, like Sweden and, excuse me, like Sweden and talk about, you know, this socialist paradise and it's so great there and free education and stuff, but they don't understand that they, they, have, they have charter schools in these places. They have school choice in, in those countries too, in these, in these uh, countries that have these socialist dream, right? But that's not something that they actually talk about and it, and it does incredibly well. So if we want to fix the education system for these people, you have to, you have, to have school choice. Anyway, I just wanted to show you guys that video about just how ridiculous this this whole defund the police movement is and how people at the the complete upper echelons. OK, you have a guy, John Oliver. He has his own show on on late night TV. OK, so obviously this guy is wildly successful, wildly successful guy comes on and says, we don't need the police anymore or, you know, we need to diminish the police and we don't need to give as much money to the police. But he himself, it doesn't matter to him. He lives in some gated community. He has 
private security that he can afford. So him not having the police, it means nothing to him. It means absolutely nothing to him to not have the police. The people who not police, uh, who, who, is, who are going to be hurt by not having the police, are these, these black communities and these poor economic communities that need policing. They need policing there to take care of this. I mean, it's going to turn. I mean, we're going to see right now. I mean, Minneapolis is is probably going to, you know, defund the police if they haven't already done it. You know, we'll see how that goes, this experiment. And again, the stuff happening in Seattle, it's going to be like like mafia rule. I mean, it's going to be like different gangs running these these communities coming in and, you know, like and and trying to protect, I, I'm using quotations, protect these communities. Like, oh, you don't want your window broken anymore? You give me $100 a week and your windows won't be broken anymore. You know, that's my, that's my Jersey accent. That was, that was pretty bad. Anyway, but that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be like mafia, like mob rule, and it's, it's, it's going to be really bad. And the celebrities and the rich white leftists are going to be fine, but the, the poor communities are really going to suffer from this. Um, yeah, okay. Anyway, let's get let's get back into the the Seattle thing. I wanted to to show a a tweet. This was from someone who who helped organize the stuff in Seattle. So I want to show you this tweet that they put up, which I thought was, I mean, it's it's actually hilarious. It's it's incredibly funny. For the people, I'm going to read this out to you for the people who are listening to this. But okay, here here's what it says. I got to make this smaller. Um, okay. Alert number two. The homeless people we invited took away all the food at the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. We need more food to keep the area operational. Please, if possible, bring vegan meat substitutes, fruits, oats, soy products, etc. Anything to help us eat. This is not satire, okay? You have someone in Seattle, one of these people camping out. They invite homeless people in. The homeless people eat all their food, and then they ask people to bring them soy. Like this is this you can't make this up. This is so funny. This is absolutely hilarious. And I also want to point out that the people in Seattle who've taken over the Capitol and made it a a, a a police free zone, the first thing they did, the first thing they did, they they take over this Capitol and then they make a border around it so no one can get in. I thought these were the people preaching about open borders, about equality, about anyone being able to come in and out, but no. No, they closed the borders of this and so now you can't get in there. You can't get in there. I, I think I just think it, the, the, the things that they actually do when their ideas are put into practice are incredibly, incredibly hypocritical. So it, it's really tough to see these things happen. And, and, and last week when I talked about this stuff kind of on my podcast, I didn't really see it getting to a level where, where that's happened in this in Seattle right now. But it's it's a, it's a little spooky. We'll see what happens and we'll see if, you know, the president responds to it and does something about it. But it's actually it's actually a little wonky. If you're in Seattle or in the, the Washington area right now, and uh, I hope you're staying safe. And if you're there right now and you're watching this, I would love to, to hear in the comments about what's happening. If there's anything, you know, crazy or interesting, let, let us know. I, I'd love to I'd love to know. Um, yeah, I, I think it'd be really interesting. Okay, let's move on to to George Floyd's funeral. Okay, you guys watched George Floyd's funeral, didn't you? And it wasn't it wasn't a, a bad thing at all. I, you know, I, I have nothing bad to say about the funeral. The only thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to the funeral is that in Los Angeles this weekend there were tons and tons of protesters. I'm going to show another video to you guys. This video is of thousands upon thousands of people here in Los Angeles, basically protesting in, on Hollywood Boulevard, actually. Protesting in Hollywood Boulevard, if you guys can see this. I mean, it's thousands of people. And it's like, okay, so this, this happened this weekend with all these protesters, and then we had George Floyd's funeral, and it's like all these people during the coronavirus season were not able, and still now, I mean, I, I know someone who, whose dad just died. Their dad just died. Horrible, sad situation. Excuse me. And they're not able to have a funeral service for their own father because of social distancing rules. 
And other people who we are planning to interview for the coronavirus series that I do, again, you can go to Prayu.com and check out the coronavirus series with all the interviews I do. Some more people who we are going to interview, the, the, the woman's mom died and she wasn't allowed to see them. And then another woman, like her mom was going to die, you know, and she was very old. She was, you know, and, and but the, the people at the, the nursing home wouldn't let their, wouldn't let her see them, even if they're outside, even if they're six feet apart and wearing a mask. So you couldn't even see your own mother before she died or, or have a funeral for after she died you know and I, I know that it's different in different states and for different situations i'm not saying this is every case but for a lot of people this happened and it's a, a travesty that you can have a, a funeral for for george floyd and all that and, and be able to have that but other other people across the country aren't able to 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 grieve for their dead in the in the same way and all these people protesting i mean and then you can't go to church on top of that i mean it's just it's beyond it's beyond parody i mean seriously it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating to talk about because it's like it, it keeps getting worse and worse. You know, some, I'm sure that something else will happen next weekend or next week where where there's another just incredibly hypocritical thing that, that these leftists do. And I'm going to come on the podcast next week and talk about it and say it's gotten worse again. And we can have that be a new segment of the podcast. It's getting worse. <laughs> but I, I also don't want this to be too... Negative. I always like to remain positive, and I do like to say that we're going to be okay. I do believe that. I do believe we're all going to be okay. But still, things things are getting worse for for some people, and that's a, that's a really sad thing. So, uh, for anyone who's going through something like that, where you're not able to see your loved ones, or not able to do something that leftist hypocrites are able to do, I I, I truly feel for you, and I and I'm really sorry about about that whole thing. Okay, let's talk about white guilt. My favorite topic is white guilt. Okay. It, white guilt is crazy. I, I saw this video. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm all full of videos today, so I'm going to keep showing you guys videos because I, I have a lot of good ones that I want you guys to see. I can't play this whole video probably because I think there's some, some poor language in it and, you know, children watch me. So I'm, I just want to show you a little bit of this one of, and, and it'll speak for yourself. I watched this and I felt genuinely not good. I felt very, very strange. I felt really strange. Okay, I'm going to put this one on. You guys can, can think for yourself what, what you think about it, okay? Let's watch. Come on, show us, Lori. Now, okay, go ahead. Step on up, brother. Go ahead, Lori. There you go. Now, that's a kiss it. You got to kiss it. There you go. Now, who's the next brother? Step on up. This is how you do this. Hold on, Lori. Hold on. Hold on. Because we the real true preaching prophets of the Lord over here. Okay, Lori, go ahead. All right, well, go ahead. Okay, there you go. Okay, I can't watch any more of this. I can't watch any more of this. Do you guys see that? Do you guys see how just absolutely insane that is? And I'm pretty sure she had a wedding ring on too. I mean, that is just... Or let me know down below what you guys think about that. But some white woman apologizing to these black men and kissing their their feet and again these guys the video goes on and, and i believe they say some some very strange things about satan and 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 christianity and it, it gets very very odd but regardless of that i mean the whole white guilt thing is very strange the fact that 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 you have to apologize for being born a certain way i mean to me that feels like like racism, that I have to apologize because I'm white. I mean, that is a, a clear indication of that because I am a certain skin color. I did something wrong, you know, or that someone judges me a certain way. It's the exact same thing. You know what I mean? So I don't feel like that I need to apologize just for being white. If I did something racist, said something racist, did something racist, of course, I, I would apologize, you know, if I learned from my mistakes and did some. I mean, tons of people, you know, make mistakes or say something out of turn and, you know, they, sh they should apologize. It's totally a fine thing to do. But when you haven't done anything... I don't know why you would apologize. Or they're asking people to apologize for, you know, slavery, something that happened over 150 years ago and more. Why am I apologizing for slavery? I don't even know where my ancestors are from. <laughs> I don't know if they were slave owners or not. And even if they were, I mean, it's, I mean, that's hundreds and hundreds of years ago. I have no connection to these people whatsoever and, and have no reason why I feel like I should apologize for, for people in the past doing things. You know, you could play that game for years and years and years. Go back hundreds and hundreds of years i mean you know as an irish person i'm not asking uh english people to apologize to me for the oppression that they put my uh countrymen through you know for the people in ireland it's just it's super weird and then in terms of the white guild and how black people are treated by it it 
it is incredibly demeaning, in my opinion, to apologize to a black person for your whiteness or to have white guilt in that way, okay? It's incredibly demeaning because you're treating them like they're not a real person. You're treating them as if they're like a prop, okay? I apologize to this black person over here and it makes me feel good about myself, okay? And it's like I'm also thinking this black person is not able to uh, do things on their own they're not able to overcome the struggles in their own lives or overcome oppression in America, whatever it may be. I have to apologize to them. You know, it, this whole white guilt thing is just very strange to me, and I don't, I don't really get it. I, I think that people should be looking to, to work together, to work together for equality and for everyone to be happy and successful in, in, as an individual and stop looking at race. Again, I'm really worried about what's going to happen in the fall with curriculums and, and, and school and, and what kids are going to be taught, you know, because I, I, can't, I can't imagine that at, at these schools they're going to have a very unbiased view on race. It's most likely going to be very skewed to, to one way or, or to, to the left wing way pretty much. So yeah, I'm, I'm very scared. And the white guilt thing is, is a, a very strange thing. I want to show you guys a video that I did about white guilt. Okay. It was very funny. It was a very funny video. Um, and I'm surprised I didn't get in trouble for it, <laughs> but, uh, maybe, maybe with this we will. Okay. It was a, a satire on, on white people apologizing to black people. Okay. Here we go. I made it on TikTok. I know a lot of you guys don't like TikTok, but I'm going to play it and you're just going to have to deal with it. Okay, here we go. Instagram. Uh, about 45. Only 45? Okay. What do you mean, okay? Oh, nothing. No, nothing. I just, uh, you know, mine got about 60. So uh, I guess I just care about black people more than you do. Oh, sorry. I couldn't do more marketing on my black square. I was downtown protesting all day. What were you doing? Oh, you were protesting? Huh? I didn't even see you there. And I didn't see you at any of the black businesses I was supporting after the protest. Oh, black business. I was out buying black people dinner afterwards. Okay, idiot. Sorry I didn't have any money left to buy dinner after I gave it to all these black people I apologized to for the systematic racism that my race put them through. Oh, yeah, I adopted a black baby. I let a black guy kiss my wife. That is my my TikTok of satire, talking about how how these white people it's basically like a game to them, like like trying to see who's the wokest, who cares about black people the most, who cares about you know virtue signaling the most. So that's that's really what it's come to. You know, if people want real change, they will stop supporting organizations like Black Lives Matter. That's the first thing that we can do. Okay, if you think that like like any normal person. Like any normal person living in America, if you think that Black Lives Matter, like actual Black Lives Matter, do not support the organization Black Lives Matter. And I'm going to say that again. If you think Black Lives Matter, don't support the organization Black Lives Matter. They are doing terrible things in this country and they are misguiding and, mis and spreading misinformation at a, 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 an incredible scale. Along with Antifa, along with, with many horrible um, people in this country right now. So and and again, a lot of this is separate from from people peacefully protesting and just saying what they believe and and you know having and and having a conversation with people. Okay, that's all obviously much different. But people being radical and being violent is a is a terrible thing. So anyway, that's my that's my stuff about the going over the news. How was that, Taylor? Was that good? People are loving it. People are loving it. Actually, or are you just saying that? I'm just trying to make you feel better. Oh. Okay. Taylor said he's just trying to make me feel better. So I hope you guys are actually loving it. Um, I like just talking like this into the, the camera and talking about the news and stuff. I feel like I get pretty fired up, huh? I, I'm already in like a reddish pink shirt, so I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm covering it. I love Hawaiian shirts. If you guys didn't know, I'm a big fan of Hawaiian shirts. So watch enough Outer Banks to look like John B. And now, uh, and now I love Hawaiian shirts. Okay. But today the, the, I think that this this is going to be my favorite part. I've been really looking forward to this. We are going to take, we are going to take here on the show, and if you guys want, you can pull this up on another browser or something if you're on your desktop and you can play along. Taylor, you can put it in the comments. Um, I'm using the one with the Ronald Reagan picture that you sent me, mm -hmm. just so you know. Um, okay, but if you guys want to play along, you can do it at the same time. I am taking a, a privilege test. I, I'm going to see today how privileged I am. And knowing that I work at PragerU, 
it's probably going to be very privileged. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I don't feel that privileged. I don't know. I feel neutrally privileged. Taylor, how privileged do you feel? Taylor says he feels very privileged. So, oh, did you guys hear that? Taylor feels privileged to be sitting here with me. I don't feel privileged to be sitting here with him. So it's a one-sided thing. That's okay. You guys ready to do this? We're going to find out how privileged I am now. All right, let's get started. And for you guys listening, I'm going to read all of the, the questions. It's basically just check if true, don't check if false. Okay. Oh, Mitt Romney? Oh, sorry. Oh. Well, he's very privileged. Mitt Romney is very privileged. Listen, they're all privileged white guys. I can't tell them apart. Okay. Check off all the statements that apply to you. I am white. I'm kind of tan right now, I guess. Okay. I am white. I will still check it. I have never been discriminated against because of my skin color. Not checking. I have never been the only person of my race in a room. Wait, they asked that kind of weird. I have never been the only person of my race in a room. So I check that one? No, I don't check that one. Sorry, I'm, I, I don't know why I'm not understanding that question. I, I have been, I'd, I've had white people in a room with me. <laughs> if that's what it's saying. So don't check that one. Okay. Have you ever been the only white person in a room? Have I ever been the only white person in a room? I'm sure I've been the only white person in a room before. Is that okay? Yeah, if Taylor leaves, I'm the only white person in the room. Um, Taylor is also white, if you guys didn't know. I'm not going to check that one. I've never been mocked for my accent. I get, I have been mocked for my accent. Okay. I'm from Colorado and th I say 20 weird apparently. And that's, I know it's not like some incredibly ethnic accent, but I have been mocked and people tell me that I say certain words kind of strangely. I've never been told I am attractive for my race. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe. People say, oh, you're a good-looking white boy. So I've had people say that. I don't know if it's the same thing. I won't check that one. Okay, we're going to play the... We're going to give them the benefit of the doubt on some of these so we can try and get a very accurate answer. I've never been a victim of violence because of my race. Uh, true. I haven't been a victim of violence because of my race. I've never been called a racial slur. I've been called a cracker before. So and that was not that was not fun. I, I cried for 20 minutes afterwards. It was horrible. I've never been told I sound white. Um, I've been told I, I sound white all the time. People say that all the time. Um, wait, do I click that one? I don't know why I'm not understanding these questions. They do it as like a double negative. Okay, anyway, a stranger has never asked to touch my hair or asked if it's real. This happens almost every day. This... <laughs> This happens almost every single day where someone wants to touch my hair or they say it's a toupee or, you know, something. Look at, look at that. But it's natural. All right. It's natural. Okay. I am heterosexual. It's true. I am heterosexual. I have never lied about my sexuality. I haven't. <laughs> not, not, not yet. I never had to come out. I had to come out as a conservative. And honestly, that, that, that was pretty difficult to a lot of people. And I lost a lot of friends. So maybe that's, that's the same kind of thing. I never doubted my parents' acceptance of my sexuality. Yeah. Well, my mom might have seen me in, in a Hawaiian shirt and thought, oh, maybe he's... <laughs> I don't know. My mom never doubted. She's very, she's very sweet. I've never been called the F word. Um, no, I have. I played a lot of Xbox Live. So I definitely have been called that. I've never been called D-word. Uh, no, I haven't. I've never been called a fairy or any other derogatory slur for homosexuals. I have been called that. Um, happens all the time. You guys making fun of me in my comments on my on my videos. I've never tried to hide my sexuality. Um, I'm always comfortable with PDA with my partner in public. I I don't yes and no. I don't really I don't really like it that much to be honest. Um, if, if I'm dating someone, I mean, I'll, I'll kiss you in public, I guess, but you know, I don't really like it, but I guess I'll check it. I've never pretended to be just friends with my significant other. Um, no, I've done that, you know, cause you don't want people to know. So yeah, I guess so. I've never been ostracized by my religion for my sexual orientation. I have not. I've never been told I would burn in hell for my sexual orientation. 
No, I haven't been told that. I've never been told that my sexuality is just a phase. No, I've never been violently threatened because of my sexuality. No. I'm a man. Yes. I, I believe so. I feel comfortable in the gender I was born as. 100%. I am... Listen, I love you women, but I'm very glad to be born a man. I'm very happy I was born a man. I still identify as the gender I was born in. Yes, it's true. I have never tried to change my gender. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I have. I've never been denied an opportunity because of my gender. Um, I tried out for Pocahontas in a school play and uh, didn't get it. So I don't know if this one counts. We're going to say no. I make more money than my professional counter counterparts of a different gender. I don't know. I don't know. I don't ask the people at work how much they make. That's weird. And we have different jobs. You know, people get paid different amounts of money. So I don't know. I'm not going to check that one. I'm sure that someone, a woman in my position, gets paid the same. It's about how hard you work. I've never felt unsafe because of my gender. Um... No, I guess, I guess, I guess not. Oh, at the women's march, I did feel unsafe. That's a good point, Taylor. Thank you. At the women's march, I felt unsafe because of my gender. I've never been catcalled. No, I, I get catcalled. It's, it's, it's. <laughs> I don't want to say it's fun, but yeah, I've never been catcalled. I've never been sexually harassed or assaulted. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess not. Nothing like that. I've never been raped. Oh, these are tough questions. These, you got morbid real fast. I work in a salary job. Um, yes, I do. Does that mean I have privilege because I work in a salary job? My family and I have never lived below the poverty line. Um, kind of weird. It's like different parts of my family, I guess. I, I guess I'll, I'll check it. I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't have any student loans. Not checking that. I've never gone to bed hungry. I went to bed hungry last night. It was horrible. I, I only had like a, I ate at like six yesterday and I went to bed like at 11. So usually I'll eat at like seven. So <laughs> I was a little bit hungrier than usual. I've never been homeless. Um, yeah, no, I've never been homeless. My parents pay some of my bills. No. My parents pay all of my bills. No. I don't rely on public transportation. No. I buy new clothes at least once a month. Yeah, I do that. I've never done taxes myself. I've never felt poor. I've definitely felt poor before. Oh, my goodness. When I moved out to Los Angeles, <coughs> excuse me, to work for PragerU, I had like $300. I had like $300, no money, and I dropped out of school to come work for PragerU, and I found the first like disgusting, horrible apartment in Los Angeles and Hollywood that I could find. So, uh, yeah, I definitely felt poor then. Um, I've never had to worry about making rent. No, I've had to worry. I've never worked as a waiter. I have worked as a waiter. Um, oh, I know. I uncheck. I've, I have had an unpaid internship, yes. I've had multiple unpaid internships, yes. I went to summer camp, yes. I went to private school, no. I graduated high school, no. I went to an elite college, no. I graduated high school, yes. I graduated college, no. My parents paid at least some of my tuition. Uh-huh. I had a car in high school, yes. This is long. Oh my, okay, we're almost done. We're almost done. This is longer than I thought. Taylor, you're giving me these long tests. I've never had a roommate. I've had one. I've always had cable. Um, yeah, I guess so. I've traveled internationally? No. Um, I travel internationally at least once a year? No. I studied abroad. I've never skipped a meal to save money. Yeah, I guess I've skipped meals to save money. I don't know what Sally Mae is. Check it. <laughs> uh, I spent spring breaks abroad? No. No, I didn't. I have frequent flyer miles. Oh, yeah, I do. I had tons of frequent flyer miles. Those things add up, baby. My parents are heterosexual. Yes, that's how I was born. <laughs> my parents are both alive. I think so. My parents are still married. No. I do not have any physical disabilities. Um, no. I do not have any social disabilities. No. I do not have any learning disabilities. No. I have never had an eating disorder. No. I have never been depressed. I've been depressed. I've never considered suicide. Oh, these are getting so difficult now. Um... I say yeah. Back in the back in the day, I've never attempted suicide. No, I've never taken medications for my mental health. No, I can afford medication. Yes, 
I've never been told I'm overweight or too skinny. I have been told I'm too skinny before. And then I also people tell me I'm overweight at the same time. I had someone, a guy who I work with, told me I have the, the fattest or the skinniest dad bod he's ever seen. Whatever that means. I've never been shamed for my body type. I get shamed every day by people calling me short. Every single day. Okay, five foot nine isn't even short. Five foot nine is average height. I consider myself to be physically attractive. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I can afford a therapist. Yes. I've used prescription drugs recreationally. No. I've never had an addiction. I was, yeah, I had one. I've never been shamed for my religious beliefs. Um, yeah, I've never been violently threatened for my religious beliefs. No. Uh, yes. I've never lied about my ethnicity as self-defense. Yeah, I've never lied about my religion. All my jobs have been accommodating my religious practices. Yes, I'm not nervous in airport security lines. I always get nervous. I get nervous anyway. I, I'm just always scared in airport security lines, so I'm going to say yes. I've never heard this statement. You've been randomly selected for secondary passport control. I've had them... I No, I have heard this same statement. I have been I have been randomly searched. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't look very dangerous, um, but I, I was. I've never been called a terrorist. Yeah, I've... Well, actually, I have been called a terrorist. People, the leftists on Twitter call me a terrorist. Um, nobody has ever tried to save me for my religious beliefs. I guess so. I've never been cyberbullied for any of my identities. Um, I guess not. I was not, or I guess I have. I was not bullied as a child for any of my identities. I was bullied. I've never tried to distance myself from any of my identities. Uh, I guess not. I've never been self-conscious. I guess not. I've never questioned any of my identities. No. I feel privileged because of the identity I was born with. Last question. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure, I feel privileged. We all feel, I don't know. Let's, I'm not a victim. I'm going to say yes. Let's check it. You live with 61 out of 100 points of privilege. You're quite privileged, <laughs> says the test. You've had a few struggles, but overall your life has been far easier than most. This is not a bad thing, nor is it something to be ashamed of. But you should be aware of your advantages and work to help others who don't have them. Thank you for checking your privilege. Thank you, BuzzFeed. Very cool. That was my privilege test. So, is that fun? I know that, that was kind of longer than expected. Some people were saying you were doing some questions wrong, but... I probably was doing like questions wrong. So oh, yeah. I no, it was... Really the question didn't make... A lot of the questions didn't make sense to me. I... I, I maybe I do have a, re, a reading disability. Yeah. I wonder how, how you'd have to answer the questions to find out that you're not privileged at all. Like, just just black, lesbian, transgender, like, everything. Like, you have every single stereotype. Okay, but that was fun. That was fun. I just wanted to find out if I was privileged. I thought that was a good time. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Um, we're going to go now and answer some of your guys' hot takes that you send me. On, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, I asked you guys to send me some hot takes, tough questions, um some different opinions that you guys have that I would answer here on my podcast. So we're going to go through those now and you guys sent some, some good ones. We went through and, and compiled some of them to answer today. <sighs> Gotta get some water real quick. Okay. First one is from Dan underscore Stonewall. Atheists have to have more faith than Christians to make their argument. Yes. That is definitely true, and that is something that I've heard before. I'm I'm borrowing a little bit from, from uh, from, I believe Frank Turek in in his book. Uh, he's a, a Christian apologist. He's a friend of mine. If you guys haven't heard of him, you should definitely check it out. But kind of the the moral argument of, of for God, which essentially talks about you know anyone who is an atheist, excuse me, will believe that there is evil in the world. Okay, something like rape or murder or horrible things. Those are evil things and left or not leftist atheists will agree that that's true. Okay, so if atheists can agree that there is an evil in the world, that means that there has to be a coinciding yin to that yang, basically, which would be good, of course. And so how do you get that moral framework to say that there is a good, that there is a evil? It has to be from some higher standard and that higher standard is God. So for them to to not... Um, to say that just because there's evil doesn't mean that there has to be a good. They have to have a lot of faith to basically say that's not true. 
So that's kind of like the moral argument for for God and for morality from God, and I th- I find it really compelling. Um, under at Miller underscore time thirteen said, "Will we have a second civil war in America? No, no way, no way. We're gonna have another civil war in America. Okay, go on Twitter, and and tell me the type of people that you see right now in America. Okay, people live cushy lives." watching Netflix with Wi-Fi and Postmates and, and, and delivery services and Amazon and, and good, safe jobs. Like, why do people, who wants to go to war? No one wants to go to war except for the super far right people and super far left people. Normal people like you and me, we don't want to go to war. I don't want to go to war and fight and die for this. I mean, that's so stupid. I, I guarantee you, go in, if you're in college, go to, your, go to one of your big lecture classes and look at all the people who are in there and think, how many of these people, if it came down to it, would take up arms and go to war? Or would they get the curfew alert on their phone that there's a war going on and stay at home instead? I guarantee you that most people, the majority of people, just want to stay home and, and, and don't want to do anything about it, okay? These people aren't about to take up arms and, and, and change America like that, in my opinion, okay? Of course, there is a, a war for ideas going on right now all over this country. But again, it's some violent thing where we're making sides and people are going and killing each other for it. I, I don't see that happening. I really don't see that happening just with how most people are. I mean, you guys are here on Facebook watching this and, you know, maybe you feel more strongly about some of these things than some people, but I, I talk to tons and hundreds, thousands of people, you know, in my videos and who follow me. And it's like, you know, these people aren't about to grab their bayonets and, and, and kill the redcoats or something. It's going to like, I think we're going to be fine. Even though things are getting bad, it's still going to be fine. Reagan Combs said, are you trying to be a John B lookalike? Yes. hundred percent. I love Outer Banks. Outer Banks was a great show. John B., you're the man. Pogue life forever. Ariana Venturi said, uh, at Ariana Venturi said, the balance of self-sacrifice and losing your identity when in a committed relationship. That's a, I I, I like this question a lot. I I think it's really good because I I think when you are with someone, there's a very, it's very easy to want to change yourself. Okay, this is something that I gave this advice to someone else a little while ago, not on stream, just a a friend of mine who said, you know, I I love my my girlfriend, but, you know, she does a a few things that just grind my gears and I just hate them about her. I really hate these things about her. And I told him, I said, you shouldn't be with this girl then. Okay, I said, I said that you shouldn't be with the person if you have these things that really drive you insane about the person instead of trying to, you know, change them or, or work around the things that you don't necessarily like with them find someone new. There's billions of people in this world, okay? I guarantee you can find someone who's going to be better for you than the person who you have all these disagreements or things that you don't like about them with. Now, again, okay, Dennis Prager has used this analogy. If, you know, you have a a pristine ceiling with with amazing murals and artwork on it, but there's a crack, don't just focus on the crack, okay? I'm not saying that if they have one flaw, you need to throw them to the curb and dump them. But I'm saying if there are things that are really strong that you don't like or that you guys don't vibe on or get or agree with, I think you I think you should leave them and find someone else new. Okay? It does doesn't it to me just doesn't seem worth it. I've I've dated girls like that where where there's something that I've I've been like, "Oh, I can I can look past this or, or you know, I can try and change them or something." People don't change like that. People just don't change like that. They have their ways and it's it's just not worth it to try and do it yourself. Okay? If you don't like something, they have to change but on, on their own or you should find someone else. That's my advice. Uh, at Maytan, opinions on violent video games. I played a ton of violent video games growing up. Um, Call of Duty, uh, Skyrim, I mean tons of, of video, Grand Theft Auto. I mean I played Red Dead Redemption. I played all the violent video games there were, you know, and I'm not a very violent person. I'm not violent really at all. So I don't, I, I think anyone saying that, that video game violence is, is turning people into to violent animals is, is, is pretty misinformed, okay? Violence across America has been going down for decades now, okay? Violent crime, assault, things like that, they've been going, they've been going down in America. And the amount of violent video games in America has been going up. The amount of time people have been playing violent video games has been going up. So it's just, I don't see a, a real correlation there between the, between the two. So, and I played non-violent video games too. I played a ton of Pokemon. I used to love Pokemon as a kid. 
That was my favorite thing. I, 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 yeah, it's so good. Abby underscore Weiss said, Avatar is the best animated series. 100%. I love Avatar The Last Airbender. I hope that's what you were talking about and not the movie. Because Avatar The Last Airbender is a, a great show. If you guys didn't see on Twitter, I changed my profile picture to Zuko from the show. So, yeah, I'm a giant nerd, I guess. So I'm still very cool. Okay, don't don't get it twisted. But I'm also a huge nerd. Nady Ag- Aganavola uh, said, uh, sorry, butcher your name, said, who, influ- who influenced you the most made you really change your beliefs? Who influenced me the most? I would say the biggest person who influenced me when I first started watching videos and getting into this stuff and becoming a political person. Because again, if you guys know anything about me, I wasn't political until I went to college and saw how terrible they were to anyone with a different point of view. And that's when I became a conservative. And so one of the, the main people was actually Gavin McInnes. Um, all his videos on Rebel TV or Rebel Media, he would do these kind of like short five to 10 minute videos breaking down topics. And I mean, he was just hilarious. And he's just like a manly man. And he would just give you the truth on stuff. I, I loved those videos. When I was first getting into this, I mean, I watched every single one of those Rebel Media videos like Gavin McInnes. So when I saw him like do stuff, it, it really inspired me. And then of course, you know, I, I, I remember this. It was, it was kind of surreal thinking back now on this, but I went to a speech, it was a Ben Shapiro speech. And this was when I was first getting into the political stuff. And I saw him speak and I saw everyone, you know, cheering for him and he was changing all these people's minds and educating people and doing so much good, you know. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I was like, I want to go up on a stage and speak to people and and change people's minds and 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 educate people and and make people happy and make people's lives better. That's what I want to do. And then I did that. And now that's what I do for a living. And it's amazing. And it's amazing. And I, I absolutely love what I do. So seeing Ben Shapiro in a, in a place like that was a really good thing for me as well. So I'd say those are like, those are probably my two, my two people who I watched the most. And then of course, obviously Dennis Prager, you know, on a whole religious aspect, even though he's Jewish, but you know, he, he really inspired me to look deeper into religion and, and take a closer look because I was an atheist before my whole life. Um, okay. Kev's Bo. Kev's Bosox said IPA beers are basically the stereotypical equivalent to pumpkin spice lattes for white people. That's definitely true. It's not a hot take at all. I don't like IPA beers. Any like dark beers I, I find pretty disgusting. What do you like dark beers? Taylor? I like IPAs. You do? Taylor likes IPAs. Okay, so Taylor is a beta, confirmed. But uh <laughs> a hipster Okay, fine. You you're not a beta. I love fruity blonde beers. I, I went to this place down in LA and it had like a, a raspberry ale. Mm. And that's like way, why would you rather, why, who would rather drink a disgusting brown coffee, nasty dark beer versus something that tastes like mango? Like it tastes so much. I, and I know I'm sounding like a total, like a total woman right now, but I listen, it, it tastes so much better. It's very, sorry, I didn't mean to be sexist, okay? Sorry for that for that joke. It sounds, it tastes so much better to have something like a little bit sweet or, you know, something like that. Listen, I, I have whiskey and everything too. I like whiskey, but you can't tell me, you can't, you can't tell me truthfully that you would rather drink whiskey or some hard alcohol like vodka versus a strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> Or you can't tell me with a straight face if that's true. You can't tell me it's better. It's just not true. It's just not true. Okay? So, uh, yeah, hot take. And also, pump- that is my hot take. And also, pumpkin spice lattes are really good, too. <laughs> so, whatever. Okay? I, that's my opinion. Cynthia, at, at Cynthia.Kawi, or Kawai, said, What is your opinion on reality TV? Oh, good question. Um... I, I like some reality TV. Uh, I think I can spoil this now, but I was this was about a year and a half ago. They wanted me to go on The Real World. They rebooted The Real World on MTV, and I actually made it all the way to the finals to be on be on The Real World, which is crazy. I don't know if you knew that, Taylor, but it's, uh, yeah, so I, I, I did that. I decided not to do it. Um, so, but anyway, so reality TV is, uh, I don't know. My I grew up with my mom and my sister, mostly, um, 
you know, my stepdad was around and, and my brother sometimes, but mostly my mom, and my sister were there when I was around. They watched so much reality TV. And so like the Bravo shows like Real Housewives and and Southern Charm and Shaws of Sunset, all these different ones. I can't believe I can still name all these, but I watched all of them and I love them. <laughs> I This explains the daiquiris because I watch all these reality. I'm just like demasculating myself, emasculating myself this whole episode. Anyway, no, I'm very masculine, okay? I, I, but I, I love those shows just because they were so much fun. But I don't think that those things are, are good as like a moral compass to live your life by or anything. Of course not. Like those, many of them are just so horrible. People do just uh, horrible and disgusting things in these reality shows. And it's all for clout and it's all for, for fame that lasts about 10 seconds and then it's gone. So you have to take it for what it is. You know, it's like something again, like a, a lady asked me a question the other day. She's like, I'm a Christian, but you know, I've, I've had people criticize me because I love Game of Thrones and there's, and there's boobs in it and, you know, cursing and violence and stuff. And I'm like, you know, you, I think you can separate the two and that you can be someone who's a Christian or at least someone, you know, even someone who just has, you know, a different morality than what you see excuse me, what you see on the show, like you can still watch these things and be a totally morally justified person. You know, it's the same thing I was talking about the opinions on video games beforehand, where you can play violent video games and still be a good person, okay? Those things don't reflect how you actually act in your own life. Now, if you go around beheading people and, you know, drinking mead all day, then yeah, it's not, you're, you're Jon Snow, you know nothing about what you're supposed to act like in civil society but for the most part like i think it's okay that that you do that you watch things like that as long as you can like separate it you know sometimes things like that are just easy watching and you want to watch something like that just you know watch it just you know do what you want holly bernard said top issues facing black americans today okay so we talked earlier if you guys were around for the whole podcast we talked earlier uh, make sure that you guys can go back on Spotify, on Google Play, and I think Google Play and Apple Podcasts a little bit after this. Um, I think the audio goes up on there a few, like a few hours afterwards. So I'll, I'll, I'll check on that. But anyway, um, you can go watch this later if you didn't miss, if you missed some of this podcast or want to go back and listen to anything. It'll also be on YouTube and Facebook. But uh, I talked earlier about how education, I mean, is really the biggest issue facing the black community, and that if you want to help these students, help these schools, then you have to have school choice. You have to have a voucher program. You have to make it so that people who are in a bad situation, they're going to a bad school that's performing poorly and the teachers are all bad, you have to give them an out from this. If they have no out to get away from this bad school, how do you expect them to ever succeed? They just stay in a, 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 a tormented system that continuously just beats them down. You know what I mean? So I, I really think that education is, is the biggest issue. Fatherlessness is obviously another horrible issue, especially when you have a state, uh, as in the, the government, that incentivizes people to to not stay with, um, excuse me, uh, to, to not stay with their significant other. You know, the, the woman can live off the state and the dad can leave and, and that's that, you know. So they're, they're incentivized to do that. They have no incentive to actually go to work. So fatherlessness is a huge issue. You need fathers in, in your house. We just did a video... That, that will come out in a few weeks, or I guess it'll come out on Father's Day, where I interviewed all the staff at PragerU and asked them, you know, why Father's Day is important. It's a really heartwarming video. Um, some of the people at PragerU have, have, have really interesting stories. Um, and so it, it's it's just crazy to see that when you talk to people about how important their their fathers were, like how much it really impacted them. You know, I didn't grow up with my dad. My dad was was not around, okay? I had my stepdad and then my brother was like my father figure really and then my, my grandpa as well. And my dad was never around. I, and I mean, that would be, you know, I, I, that would have been a really important thing for me to have. I wonder what my life would be like. You know, luckily I've, I've done okay. <laughs> I've done okay regardless. But, you know, I, I, I not everyone is like me and, not, and, and it's a very important thing to have. So I think that a lot of people growing up without fathers is a terrible, a terrible, terrible thing. And that needs to change. Um, oh, you did. Oh, you put in all these questions at the end. Okay, cool. I didn't see that. Um, we got one more hot take. This is from AJ Guerra. Guerra. Okay, and I can I can say that because I know AJ Guerra. And he's, he's Alex. If you guys don't know Alex, he's the one who films, edits all my videos. He's, he's, he's an, a great guy, but he's also stupid sometimes and he says just ridiculous things like Shania Twain is better than Alanis Morissette I mean what kind of 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 dingbat says something like that 
Alanis Morissette is a thousand times better than Shania Twain. Okay? I don't even have to explain it. It's just so obvious. That's, that's how you know it's a good argument. Jagged Little Pill, flawless album. Okay. We're going to go into some of your guys' questions that you asked here on the chat. Uh, we've been going for about an hour now. We've been going for like an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah. Taylor, are you having fun? Taylor isn't having fun. Yeah, Taylor's getting paid to be here, so I guess you're having a lot of fun. That's really good. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, he's not hourly. So he's like, wrap this up, please. We could have done this for five minutes. We've got to pay the same. Oh, yeah, Taylor does have privilege because he's on salary. Okay, let's go through some of these questions. Um... Austin B. said, Will, do you think you could beat an otter in a fight? It depends on the type of otter. Okay, you have like... Because look at the different type of otters. Okay, you have a sea otter. Which, if you have a sea otter, it lies on its back and it takes like a rock. It's really cute. And it, it like busts up urchins. And that's super cute. No, of course, I, I could totally beat that thing in a fight. No, no cap. Destroyed. But like a Brazilian river otter? Have you seen those things? They're massive. They're like... Th- they're huge. I don't know if I could take one of those things. They're mad. I don't know how much. Hey, Jamie, look up how much a Brazilian river otter weighs. You guys get the reference? Joe Rogan? Anyway, look, how much does a Brazilian river otter weigh? Between 57 and 71 pounds. 57 to 71 pounds for a Brazilian river otter. That is massive. Okay, it doesn't seem that big, but when it's got snapping jaws and you're, it's probably trying to pull you underwater, it's crazy. That's, I mean, I don't know. I could take one, though. I think I could take one. I, I could definitely take one. Um, Eddie. Eddie said, Will, would you say you have hair privilege? 100%. 100%. I'm sorry for you people who are balding or don't have good hair. Uh, just, you know, some people just, just don't have it, you know? Sorry about that. But, um, you know, I don't want to shame you for if you don't have hair. Brad said, am I here because I fancy Will or because his viewpoints are spot on? Definitely because my viewpoints are spot on. That's why everyone's here. Austin Marshall said, we are in Seattle. Please pray for us. 100%, man. Definitely. I hope you're doing okay. Um, why are you putting this question here? Someone asking if I will marry them. You think I'm going to marry them on the stream, Taylor? <laughs> social yeah. Social distance marriage. We do it on stream here. We do. I get married on my podcast. Um, Brian Serafino said, hi from Arizona. Hi. Is Black Lives Matter responsible for the looting and destruction, or is it part of another group? Uh, I mean, Black Lives Matter is definitely responsible for a lot of it. I can't say that, you know, every single person in Black Lives Matter is doing it, or that every single person who's looting is in Black Lives Matter. Of course not. But uh, they definitely go hand in hand. I mean, there's Antifa people out there, too, and and different groups all over. So, um, And also just, you know, stupid people as well. Like, you know Jake Paul is? Jake Paul, the YouTuber, he, he went out and and, vi- and uh, rioted and looted in, in Arizona, actually. It was actually in Arizona. So, and he's not, I mean, he's obviously not a part of Black Lives Matter. You know, he's some YouTube kid. You know, that's privilege. That's actual privilege. Anyway, but like, so I, I, no way all these people are just, you know, Black Lives Matter people like that. I think there's a lot of just misinformed kids going out there and doing this too, so... Yeah, you have to look at each case individually for sure, but it still doesn't mean that you can not look at a group and say, okay, a lot of these people are from this. Um, Eric Wood said, I'm throwing a party for 50 people on my house. We'll have to call it a protest so it'll be allowed. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, Odd Men Gaming donated $5. Yes. Thank you. Is that our only... What is that on YouTube? That's on YouTube? Is that the only five dollars we've gotten? Today, I think so. Wow, we made five dollars today, guys. Oh no. We got we got dinner tonight, baby. Some people are trolling with money. Oh, some people are trolling with money. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they troll with money; we still get money. So that's good. That's fine. Um, yeah, feel free to you know, give us money. Um, for if you're trolling. But yeah, you guys can also, you know, if you support PragerU and what we're doing in all seriousness, you can go to PragerU.com slash donate. Uh, it helps keep our videos free and we would, we obviously really appreciate it, especially during, you know, 
excuse me, during this, this coronavirus and the lockdown and all these other things, like, like America is definitely in a, in a place that is more precarious than ever, if you had to ask me. So I, I can't tell you how important I think PragerU is at, that's at this time. And if you want to help us keep reaching tons of people, PragerU.com slash donate. We really appreciate it. Um, okay, let's do, let's do one more question. Um, from Anne and Sully Crew said, are you ever afraid to approach people and ask the hard questions? Yes, I, I am sometimes a little bit afraid, depending on the questions we're asking. You know, again, people have, um, I'm not trying to say, oh, poor me as a, a white guy or anything like that. But I'm saying that, you know, when it comes to like this volatile time in America, you know, people see me with a microphone. I work for PragerU. They know who PragerU is and they automatically don't like me, you know, and that's, I, I get it. I get why they have these assumptions. You know, they've been told to have these assumptions. So it, it can be sometimes scary that people are going to be violent. You know, that kid who called the cops on us before, you know, who knows? It, it, maybe that kid could have, instead of calling the cops, he could have punched me in the face. You know, I don't think he would have had a very hard punch. I think I'd be like a sea otter versus a Brazilian river otter. But, um, you know, it, it is sometimes a little scary to go out there sometimes but i'm never i'm never going to let that fear drive me or say oh because i'm a little bit scared i'm not going to go make my videos or or push for what i believe in or or stop stop doing what i do you know you never let the fear control you you never let the fear control you or 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 make it so that you stop with the mission that you're putting on so sometimes it's a little crazy but you know we we always get through it okay that's the last one I'm going to do today, guys. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Listen to the Will Witt podcast, Will Witt Live, episode number two. If you guys enjoyed this, I would really appreciate it if you shared this video so that more people can watch this, more people can hear what we're talking about here at PragerU. Um, if there's anything else, remember you guys can always message me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. They are all, oh, other side, right up here. See? I don't know. It's inverted, so I'm having trouble. At the Will Wit, at PragerU, you can message me on there. Follow me. Make sure on all these social media platforms to keep up when I do these. And that's about it, guys. I really appreciate you tuning in. And that's about it. Taylor, you have any last words? Thanks to Stephanie Escalante for $15 donation. Oh, wait. Stephanie es- Escalante said, keep up the good work on teaching people with love, grace, and most of all, truth. Love you guys. Stephanie, thank you so much for the $15. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And again, you guys can go to PragerU.com slash donate. Uh, and also PragerU.com has all our videos on there uh, with no social media bias. So you can go on there and watch all our videos carefree. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next week at 4 p.m. PST for Will Wit Live Episode 3. Thanks, guys. <laughs>